Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Shalom, friends. Megan Ross, shalom to you. This is Scott Holtz from Israel. We greet you today, this beautiful spring day. Wow, we've had so much rain this year. Uh, I, I can't ever remember in all the times I've been to Israel, stayed here, visited, toured, uh, worked, etc. I have never seen such a beautiful spring as what we're experiencing right now. The desert is blazing with flowers right now. It is amazing. Glory to God. God definitely is doing something new. Now, I want to come to you today and and give you the news behind the news, okay? I'm a little concerned by some of the stuff that's coming out of, of, of different Christian camps and what's coming out through the Christian news and not just in secular news of what is happening, this so-called rift between Obama and Israel, um, and all of this stuff, I, I want to bring, give you a clear picture of what is happening, okay? And because we're the boots on the ground, and the circles we run with, uh, we're privy to information and experiences and operations that you'll not hear about in the news. Okay, so let's move forward and give you guys an update. First of all, um, this week was, was a tragic week. We had several soldiers killed uh, at the Gaza border, friendly fire, and also through an ambush situation of the Hamas. Now, what does Hamas mean again? Hamas is the word for destruction, okay? So the whole charter of the Hamas organization fueled by Iran is the destruction of Israel. And, you know, you say, well, didn't we do an operation against them back in January? Why do those those spipers keep coming out of their dens? Well, I'll tell you why they keep coming out of their hiding holes and their tunnels. is when they sense weakness, either from the Israeli government from the America, the EU. Whenever the West portrays a soft image, the terrorists rise up. And this is what Israel has known over and over and over. You cannot be soft with these people. They do not listen diplomatically. They do not listen to religious um, uh, doctrine. They do not listen to economic means. They only listen to one thing. The bloodthirsty, serial murdering demons inside of them want Jewish blood. Okay? And they want Christian blood. And they want Western blood. That is the spirit that we're dealing with here. And so that, that began to manifest this week. Um, and so we did a special operation down to Gaza early Saturday morning. And I just loved it. On our way down to Gaza, uh, in the blackness of the dawn, you began to see the lightning and hear the thunders, and uh, then comes in this beautiful rain showers. Hallelujah! And we were approaching a, a place very close to Ariel Sharon's uh, area, his ranch, his farm, and in, in the western Negev, uh, going up to some areas where a lot of people have lived under the fear of Qassams for several years now. And as we come to this area, it is so gorgeous. And it is so beautiful. And I began to think to myself, no wonder the terrorists just, you know, within eyesight away here at the Gaza at the fence. No wonder 
They want to scare Jewish people out of here. This is beautiful land. This is fertile land. This is awesome. This is part of the tribal area of Judah. Hallelujah. This is a beautiful, beautiful place, Western Negev, especially with all the rainfall and the flowers that were coming out and the vegetation. It was just gorgeous. And then it began to rain. And folks, it just didn't drizzle. It poured and it poured and it poured. And we approached uh, the intersection of Shareha Negev and suddenly, boom, boom. Uh, it was not thunder. It was not lightning. It was two Kassams came. Now, why did Kassams come then? Because the terrorists are using the thunder and the lightning and uh, the rainstorm as cover to launch Kassams again at innocent Jewish settlements in the western Negev. And as we approached that area, I just began, before those Kassams landed near us, I just began to feel the glory of God. I began to feel His grace. I began to feel His pleasure. I still feel His pleasure just talking to you about this right now. There was such a flow of protection. There's such a flow of the angelic. There's such a flow of the glory of God, hallelujah, going down to do special ops in the spirit against the masterminds, the serial ter- murderers, the terrorists, okay? They're trying to driving us out of this land. And of course, here I am on an operation getting intoxicated in the Holy Ghost and just starting to look up to the heavens and thanking him for the rain and the rain tasted so sweet. You know, living here in Israel, it doesn't rain a whole lot. And, you know, rain is a, is a rare commodity. And just lifting up our hands and saying, wow, thank you, Lord, for the rain. And just smelling the flowers and people with me saying, man, you smell the citrus orchards here. Man, everything's blossoming. It's just beautiful. And then suddenly, boom, boom. Well, you know, that's what I've been trying to warn you guys about. That's why we need to get our bomb shelter built out. That's why we need to get an electric diesel generator for uh, that's why we need to get a special uh, air purification unit for chemical or, or nuclear war because I had a vision when we were worshiping God and singing in an old pond class. I suddenly have an open vision of missiles raining down upon Israel and exploding. Okay, and so here I am again. I'm get caught up in this glorious moment of rain falling in the western Negev. Hallelujah. You know, it says in Psalms 126, to return our captivity, of Lord, as the streams in the Negev. And I'm here, and I'm not far from, you know, just thinking on this road that goes straight to our left toward Beersheba and entering this area, which is the tribal area of Judah, and just thinking of all the history that was here. Hallelujah. And suddenly in this moment, of pure ecstasy, of worshiping God, this pre-Passover season, boom, boom, the Kassans come, right there at the same junction where we were. Now, that's what I'm trying to say to you. When the glory of God begins to move on the people of Israel, when God begins to pour out the latter rain of his glory and things start cooking, hallelujah, when things start to boil over in the realm of the Spirit, what God has promised through the ancient prophets of a, of a outpouring that's going to supersede Hallelujah, the early and latter rain combined. That what we're going to see in these last days is not just revival, but an awakening. It is going to be during the same time of a missile attack, of a frontal offense of the enemy against us. And brothers and sisters, this is what I'm trying to explain to you, okay? We have to be wise. We have to be very discerning this hour. 
And uh, one of the guys with me uh, is a, was a former uh, tank commander who was raised in that area, the Western Negev. And he was amazed. He was just amazed by the timing of the Qassams right there on that uh, intersection right when we arrived. And I just smiled because these people know wherever we go, hallelujah, adventures happen. Something unfolds. Glory to God. And uh, it's, it's quite a sign of wonder to some of these people. Anyway, moving right along. So what we see is that whenever the West has a posture of detente or deterrence or diplomatic reasoning, man, it just it, it lets these demonized people, they see weakness. They smell blood. They smell our fear. And they operate, okay? That's the nature of the Middle East, of that spirit that's over here. Now, what, what do we need to do about that? Well, I want to encourage you guys in this update to get, quit getting all worked up or even excited by what you hear on Fox News or uh, CNN or BBC or Drudge Report or whatever, Jerusalem Post, Haaretz, or whatever you're reading, listening to, okay, to get your news sources. I want you to take it with a grain of salt. Why? Because as the world, especially the West, and it's very interesting to me that so many, so many Christians in, in Europe and America and Canada, they send out these newsletters, okay, talking about, oh, this is the latest report, what's happening between America, Obama's doing to Israel, and this and that. You know, this diplomatic rift about building some more uh, housing units in Jerusalem, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'm sitting here in the midst of what's going on here, Looking at these ministries, and first of all, I say, are you, should you guys call yourselves a Christian news service and quit calling yourself a ministry? Because all you're doing is getting these news feeds from whatever your source is, okay? And you're just rehashing it. You're just regurgitating what's in the news already. And you're sending it out as a prayer alert. Well, how do you know what you're reading is something we should pray for is actually fact? Okay, let's back up here. We, we, I've learned the game here. The game is called Smoke and Mirrors. Okay, first of all, if you're getting all worked up, okay, about Obama being so anti-Israel or whatever, I think we should stop and hold our horses. I'm not saying he's not or is. I'm just saying look at Bush, look at Bush Sr., look at other presidents in our history, and how they really torqued the screws into Israel's back, okay, at times. So, just because Obama and Hillary, excuse me, Hillary, is manifesting, and it becomes public, it becomes news fodder, okay? It sells newspapers. It drives advertising. Are you with me? And Israelis here, the ones in the know, chuckle. Why? Well, first of all, let me just throw this out to you guys. Here in Israel, it's a big chess game. Jewish people love chess. People, Jewish people love to think and strategize and plan things out, okay? And what you see happening right now of Bibi suddenly getting on an airplane and flying to America to sit down in the White House and supposedly Obama snubbed him in the meeting and this and this, well, wait a minute. Why would he go on an airplane 
with the defense minister, Barack. <laughs> Did you know that they signed a whole bunch of new military C-130s? All kinds of neat stuff. They went on a shopping trip, folks. <laughs> it wasn't just to go over there and play down the uh, hysteria of the worst time ever rift between America and Israel and how the White House and the State Department has dressed down and humiliated our wonderful ally of Israel. Wait, 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 wait. That's what they want you to report. They want that. Why? Because it's a smoke and mirrors game. Let me tell you why they went over there. First of all, they went over there because he had an APAC gathering, which is a Israel-American Policy Action Committee, Okay, great sponsors and supporters of Israel, lobbying organization. But also they brought the defense minister, Barack. They went on a shopping trip, folks, to buy a whole bunch of new stuff for the military. Okay, and uh, if Barack and Bibi are there together, I guarantee you they're talking about Iran. Okay? And if they're going to attack Iran, or America is going to assist in that, well, they don't want people to think we're building to get ready to do that. They're going to send out (laughs) a smoke and mirror tactic, a head fake, to get the enemy thinking that the attack is not coming. That's why those I talk to here in the know kind of chuckle, okay? Because they smile and say it's working. People took the bait. Now, I'm not minimizing this situation. I'm just telling you, please don't be like children tossed to and fro on every wind of wave of doctrine. Everything you read, everything you hear, okay? Please, Wake up and understand and look back and say, wow, don't you remember the first Gulf War? I'll conclude my little dialogue with this example. Remember the first Gulf War? Uh, Our generals brilliantly faked, even used the news media to advertise it. They faked a big marine amphibious landing on the beaches of Kuwait to liberate Kuwait. And Saddam Hussein built up all of his forces to get ready for supposedly a naval landing, okay, that would come on, you know, historically like a D-Day landing on the beaches. And the whole time, Swarskov and the planners were planning an in-run West through the deserts of Saudi Arabia and into western Iraq. And it worked. Boom. It worked like clockwork. It took Saddam Hussein and everybody by surprise. Okay? And that's what you do when you fight Muslim demons. They do not like to be surprised. Okay? So, of all this diplomatic smoke and mirrors going on right now, don't lose sight of the fact that Israel and America are preparing to do something with Iran's nuclear zeal and lust for nuclear weaponry. Okay, so don't get bent all out of shape what you hear on the news. And if you need some reports, come over here and 
and I'll let you know some of the reports. Come here and hang out or just follow our podcast and we'll try to keep you guys from getting so frantically upset. Okay? And I want to tell some of those ministries that may be listening, or maybe you can email them for me, Christian ministries. Don't be a Christian ministry anymore if you're going to keep on rehashing what you just read in Jerusalem Post or the Wall Street Journal or Fox News or whatever, okay? Because you are now being a witness and rehashing what they say rather than being the witness of the Lord. And how do you know what they say is even is even fact? So again, let's find out what the facts are. Let's not get involved in all this speculation. Let's look back at the big, broad picture, okay? That there is definitely a head fake going on, okay? There is some uh, crafty planning going on, okay? And the military loves to use the media to get people looking the other way. Okay, moving right along. We've been talking about being a champion or a hero. We've also talked about the mystery of Bashan. I hope you guys can, can go to the, our, our homepage and read those updates, read those early morning manas, listen to podcasts. People have asked, what about, uh, is there a place I can make comments for this or ask questions? Well, it's not on the flashfloods.com homepage. If you go to on the side uh, column, you'll see join early morning manna, or you can type in earlymorningmana.com. And it will take you straight to early morning manna page that has all the early morning manning and uh, old test, uh, excuse me, uh, Operation Imminent Trumpet updates that we put out for the last, you know, 10 years or so. So that is a great place to go. You can make comments, you can ask questions. And while I have time in between operations, I can get that out to you. Glory to God. But what I want to talk about today, okay, is in this place. The first thing that Jesus said in Matthew 24, warning of the last days, was let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. And you know, I think it's more heightened living here in the Middle East in Israel because you got bad cup or a good cup to drink from. You got people that you cannot trust here. You have to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. That's Israeli, Israeli Arab, you know, Muslim, people that live in this region. You just got to be very, very careful out, okay? Now, second, let no man deceive you. Don't get caught up in all this media stuff, this speculation out there. That's, that's the enemy's environment, okay? To keep us in this place of, of looking like, oh, 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 look, oh, did you read this? Oh, 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 did you see this? Let me read to you this. This is in 1 Timothy. This is instructions for the elders, okay? And it says in verse uh, chapter 5, verse 17, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. So those who preach and teach and warn and exhort should be worthy of double honor. Hallelujah. The scripture says you should not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So, you know, the same way in ancient Bible days, you're not going to starve an ox, muzzle him, while he's pulling that threshing instrument over your wheat or grain. Okay, because that's how you're going to eat. Okay, so if you want to eat in the Bible days, 
First of all, you've got to find the threshing floor. It's not about just seed time harvest. It's about the threshing floor. So you have to find a man who was a thresher. And the threshing floors here in Israel are not built on top of a mountaintop or a windy area. Why? Because all your precious seed would be blown away. All your precious produce would be blown away. You've got to find a man, okay, who knows the times and seasons and the times of day when the desert cools, when the trade winds come in off the Mediterranean, okay, when the storms come, when they don't come. And what he does, he builds usually these threshing floors into a sheltered area or the side of a rolling hill. Why? To take advantage of the wind just strong enough to separate the chaff from the wheat. Hallelujah. A windward man. Glory to God. So when you have your seed time and harvest, okay, what you do is you bring your precious grain to the man who knows the winds, okay, and he then will take some of that grain and feed the ox. And as he's, that ox is pulling that threshing instrument and shattering those kernels, okay, so you can take that precious wheat and now go make bread. Malawach. Pita bread, <laughs> hallelujah. For your family, that all comes because somebody knew the wind and somebody ran roughshod over your harvest to break it up. And that's what we need. We need people that will speak in our life, that will shatter the outer casing of comfort that we're in, okay? Glory to God that we can get the precious fruit out of our lives. Hallelujah. We need people to run their threshing floor instrument over us on the threshing floor. Hallelujah. And these people are worthy of double honor. So I like to think of ourselves as a thresher, hallelujah, as somebody who knows the wind and glory to God and take God's word and just run it over your life, hallelujah. Glory to God and to throw it up in the air and whatever falls back to the ground you can feed off of and the chaff is blown away. Woo! And we're worthy of double honor for that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it goes on and says here in chapter 6 of 1 Timothy, talking about um, uh, just beautiful instructions for those who minister. It says in verse 3, If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of the Lord Jesus the Messiah, with the doctrine conforming to godliness. Okay, if you, you do, we do not have people preaching this message of godliness, purity, holiness, Run away from him, folks. Why? It says, because he is conceited, understands nothing, but he has morbid interest in controversial questions, disputes about words which arise, envy, strife, abusive language, and evil suspicions, a constant friction between men of depraved mind and depraved of the truth who suppose godliness is a means of gain, which runs now into the love of money being the root of all evil. Now, this is very interesting. The money is the root, the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? And those who are not content with what God has given them will move into a place of speculation, disputes, okay? Supposing that godliness that means again. You know, it's interesting out here. I, I'm really understanding. I'm seeing a lot of ministries. I, I'm starting to catch on what's going on here, okay? I'm seeing a lot of ministries that are just talking a bunch of fluff. Okay? 
or the good researchers that research all the different news outlets about what's happening in Israel, and then they regurgitate that, they rehash that out, and build these conspiracy theories, build these suspicions, or get you tickled, your ears tickled about hearing about what's happening in Israel, Okay, and it's based on their ministries prospering, you giving to their ministry, when all they're doing, they're not preaching to you repentance, they're not preaching to you holiness and purity, they're not preaching you to change your character, they're just preaching stuff, this prophetic, um, you know, prophetic fluff to get you excited. It's, it's very interesting, the Greek linguistic key, the Greek New Testament, says this about these people who are conceited, okay, who have morbid interest in controversial questions. Um, it says here, the disease is intellectual curiosity about trifles. A disease about intellectual curiosity. You know, you can listen to some of these golden tongue orators. You can listen to people that come here. And I listen to some of these people and I'm like, man, where did the Hebrew doesn't say that. What Bible did you get that from? Is that from the, the, the Martian translation? I mean, give me a Pentecostal break. Where are you getting this stuff from? You know, and so what happens is people come over here and maybe they have a tour guide, an Israeli tour guide, who likes to get a good tip and he knows how to take care of people. So he'll kind of fluff up some of the archaeological sites he'll take you to. Or he'll say that he was a special forces commander when all he was really was just, you know, a sergeant driving a, a tank or something. And he'll kind of fluff up. Why? Because they notice that people from the West are easily naive. They're gullible. They'll listen, okay? And they already love Israel and they have a romantic expression and desire to help Israel. And so he'll butter it up a little bit, okay, to get people wooed and wowed for a good tip, and also repeat business. And I see the same thing happen with Christian quote-unquote ministries. They come over here, they suppose we met with these rabbis or these people, and they got this secret information, okay? They got these things happening here. And when you go to research it out, what? It's fables. It's mythology. Okay? It's theory. It is not fact. And this is what I'm trying to reach out to you guys today with, okay? Just because you hear in the news outlets, well, who's going to release that stuff? Well, maybe Israeli. Maybe the prime minister's office. Maybe the defense, the Pentagon. Maybe somebody leaked certain information that was a rift between Obama or Hillary call and did this dressing down and did all these things. Isn't it interesting that this information about Jerusalem housing um, being extended was released when Biden was here, okay? To make it look like it was insulting him and in his peace trip here. I mean, come on, folks. Come on. <laughs> and then everybody gets in this big rancor and big dispute about, oh, how can we be doing this to America? How can America be doing this to us? And the Muslims are looking saying, wow, look at there. There's a rift between them. Now's the time to attack. Let's keep pursuing with our nuclear program here. Yeah, look at those. Let them fight, okay? Come on, let's go for it. And that's exactly what we want. We want them to come out of their dens. We want them to come out of their holes. We want them to think that we're so busy fighting with America that we're not watching what they're doing. Okay? And we're going to plan a surprise. Surprise! Because the Lord God of the armies of heaven 
is going to deal with the ruthless, going to deal with the serial killers, going to deal with those who love bloodshed. It says in Psalms, come on, folks. He who sits in the heavens laugh. And as the Arab League is meeting this week and condemning Israel and united nothing, whoever else, he who sits in the heavens laughs. I love what Bibi said in the middle of all this. He says, you know, Jerusalem is, is not some settlement. It's our capital, 3,000-year-old capital. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Anyway, going back. So you have ministries that get a hold of this stuff, and they start hashing this out, and they start sending out this speculation theories about this and about this and about this. And I tell you, Christians love it. People love this speculative stuff. They love this intellectual curiosity. They love to have this secret so-called privy information. And folks, it deals directly with these people in 1 Timothy chapter 6 who do not preach the doctrine conforming to godliness. Instead, they preach a message of speculation, of intellectual curiosity, of prophetic, quote, mythology, I call it, about Israel and this and that. And folks, it is something you need to stay away from right now. Why? Jesus said, let no man deceive you. Now, one way that the Lord has implemented in the church to keep people from being deceived is what I call the Mount Bashan experience. You can read that on our website and listen to the podcast. Mount Bashan, which is Mount Hermon area, is the area that Jesus was transfigured on. Glory to God. It is the holy mountain, Peter says. It is the mountain of transfiguration, and it is the place that he pours out these ministry gifts based on the book of Judges. Hallelujah. And he, these ministry gifts, apostles and prophets and pastors and evangelists and teachers, Ephesians 4.11, are for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to building up the body of Messiah. For the word equipping there <clears throat> is the same word used in the Greek language, uh, the Roman merchant uh, navy that was a fully equipped rescue boat. Hallelujah. And these ministry gifts are poured out on the pattern of judges for us to attain the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullest Messiah. As a result, we no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wave of doctrine. Now, folks, I've been in the Mediterranean swimming. When those big uh, surfs come in, they're riptide, the tidal changes. Let me tell you, you get thrown around in there. And it's difficult to get out of it. You're back and forth, back and forth like a washing machine. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. There's a lot of people that are listening to this right now that are caught up in the intellectual stimulation of reading Israeli news and updates. And you're in, instead of reading the Word of God and spending time on your face, worshiping Him and listening to His voice. Okay? It's like a fixation in media has become a fixation. The, the, the information, okay, people are have this fixation for information, especially what it has to do with Israel. And how do you know some of that stuff is even real? How do you know the Mossad and others are not feeding all this stuff, okay, to try to work up a propaganda frenzy in one end and do something else different? We've done it over and over here in Israel. We see it all the time. Don't believe everything you read. Okay, now it goes on and says here, now, I'm, listen, I, I like Pat Robertson, I like the 700 Club, okay, but if you listen to the report, it's just rehashing a lot of stuff that's already in the Jerusalem Post. 
And who says what the Jerusalem Post is reporting is all true? <laughs> Disinformation. Okay? The Israeli military needs the element of surprise. So we need disinformation to get our enemies looking a different direction. Anyway, so we're coming back over here to deal with not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, craftiness and deceitful scheming. Isn't that amazing? It says, these ministry gifts here have been given to grow you up so you will not be tossed like children here and there, here and there, by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness and deceitful scheming. I have sat in board meetings with major ministries, okay, with local churches, with whatever, and I will see in the board meeting not much prayer going on, okay, but this imagination, how can we get the people to give more? How can we get a new project going? How can we look for a new need? How can we create a need? How can we create a crisis that the people will give emotionally into? Come on, folks. Are you listening to what the Spirit is saying to you today? And this is what is called the winds of doctrine. Okay? And they're birthed by men's greed for more money, for more ego, for more power. And we cannot be deceived. Jesus said, this is the third time I've said it today to you, let no man deceive you. And so the deception that has come in, in this hour, is the trickery of men. Okay? The trickery. Now, I'm not saying they do it intentionally. It's kind of like the fish story, you know. I caught this bass, you know. And it was this big. I'm moving my hands back and forth right now. Meaning, well, you know, it was a five-pounder. Well, you really weigh it. It was only a two-pounder. You're just guesstimating. <laughs> You're guessing in your estimation. You're making the story bigger than it really is. And, you know, that's kind of what drives the media. That's kind of like what drives... Uh, people's fascination and curiosity. Be a person of the Spirit that is going and doing exploits, that is under God's hand of pleasure. Hallelujah. And you won't have to be reading the news and all these other things for entertainment. Okay? Folks, do not be tossed to and fro by this deceitful scheming. And as that Paul says to Timothy, the disease of intellectual Curiosity. I know it's curious. I know it's intellectually stimulating to read these spy novels and read these um, these novels and these you know these, all this stuff going on here in the Middle East in the last days. And you're you know you know that God's doing something new, and you're looking for you know something to pray about. You're getting this this urge, this desire. Okay, stay centered in the Word of God. Glory to God, and He'll let you know what you need to know. Don't be running after all these news outlets and getting your mind contaminated with the spirit of this age, and especially ministries. I, I sit back now and I say, aha, look at, I know where they're getting their news sources from. Now, let me repeat this to you. I was on a situation where a counterterrorism expert invited me to one of their uh, training sessions in the Haifa Bay, 
my son and I were invited, and all the media was invited. So there was Fox News, CNN, all these other news agencies were there. And we got on, onto a ship that was used um, by this counterterrorism institute that was training nationals, internationals, excuse me, from different countries who'd come to Israel, be trained by uh, the special forces instructors on counterterrorism, primarily uh, combating piracy which is pretty popular in this part of the world, in the Red Sea, okay, in the Indian Ocean. And so there were these students from all these different European nations were completing their course and were going to be hired by different uh, merchant marines or different countries to be on board these vessels, okay, carrying oil or potash or, you know, cars or uh, food or whatever, for Europe and other destinations that had to pass through the Suez Canal that these people would provide security. And so we were there, and there really wasn't that much of a news story, okay? And I watched CNN and Fox News create a story bigger than what it was. Even the Fox News analyst who was there, who I introduced myself to, we got talking, he says, well, I'm really going to wing it today. And I looked at him, and sure enough, man, they, these guys are pros at winging it. He took what little information and the scenery, okay, and made this big story out of it, okay. And then it was they came on live on Fox News a few minutes later through the feed and the satellite feed. And then I get a phone call from a minister in America saying, "Oh yeah, hey, hey, are you there right now? We heard there's some pirate ship, something's going on." I said, "No, no, 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 it's all." It's all make-believe. No, it's not real. It's just a story. It's just a training situation. But the news outlets are making it into a bigger story than what it really is. Okay, now, you say, well, aren't there accurate reporting? Uh, It was accurate in their eyes. It was accurate for their producers. (laughs) But it was not accurate for those of us that are black and white. There's no gray area, folks. You can't exaggerate. You can't evangelistically speak. You can't speak in hyperboles. Come on. It was just a... And so this is what fuels people's love and desire for Israel at times. And be very careful what you listen to, okay? Get back to the simple basics. Glory to God. Test everything. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when those of you that like to come over here and visit us, we'll take you to Mount Bashan, the Hermon. Hallelujah. We'll open up the word of God to you. We'll take you along the security situation with Syria, Lebanon, Hezbollah, and the Hamas. We'll hopefully, uh, uh, if there's no operations going on, we'll be able to take you to some of these uh, different security establishments here and military and let you talk to some of the officers and meet them. Hallelujah. And our all combined goal to secure the borders of Israel. Hallelujah. And defeat terrorism worldwide. Hallelujah. Why? Because, as we conclude, Isaiah 40, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Okay? Tell Jerusalem, cry out to her, that her warfare is ended and her sins are forgiven. How can we comfort God's people here? Well, the way we can comfort God's people, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, is to be people that are not naive, okay, that are not friars, which is a a word they use here, people that are naive, but we become people, folks, right now, even as I'm talking, 
One of the commanders of the Special Forces is calling my phone right now, so I better get off this recording. I'll call him right back in just a second. But anyway, um, what I'm trying to get at, brothers and sisters, is this. There is a need for mature believers that are not tossed to and fro, that are not naive, okay, that are not like stupid sheep, but you're wise, okay, and good, and you're innocent of his evil, and the God of peace crushes Satan into your feet, that you know how to go into areas like us going into Gaza, and the angelic protection is around us, hallelujah, to sound the shofar, to come against the terrors of the night, hallelujah. And this is what brings comfort to the Jewish people here. These people with me, even these unbelievers, even these military officers with me, they're comforted. Why? Because they see the presence of God. They feel God's Shekinah glory. They feel like it's going to be okay. They don't have that phobia that they're in a helter-kelter situation, okay, and a balagan, a big mess is about to break out. They feel something, hallelujah. And this is how we comfort them. And the second way we comfort them is we tell them their sins are forgiven through the blood of the Messiah. Whoo, hallelujah, resurrected the third day. Folks, this is so awesome. As I said before, we're in territory. We're fishing in territories. No man has gone before. Uh, Dalit and I are, are just, our morale has peaked out. Now, there's some issues going on here in terms of our supply line. Um, thank God that some of you guys were able to, to sow generously. And the month of March, we're able to be, um, to be catch up on the last three months of payments, um, vehicles, insurance, taxes, uh, operations budget. Uh, you know, you name it, all the stuff it takes to raise a family here, uh, to stay here, and also all the operations and ministry that's going on. Hallelujah. That was met. Glory to God this month of March. But now we got a new month coming in. And what we're seeing is that we, we have really whittled it down to very, very low head. The amount of ministry that we're doing and the, and the incredible fishing and the discipleship and the counterterrorism and the signs and wonders and uh, the acts of kindness, opening eyes of blindness, and all the things that's going on here in Israel, it is, Dalit and I have really been very, very good stewards, and our overhead is so low. It's amazing how much lower overhead is compared to other ministries who don't even get near as much done what we're doing. Lord, send a fire on them. Hallelujah. Straighten them out. Get them going forward. And so the seed that you're sowing into this ministry goes straight into what's happening here. Hallelujah. It doesn't get caught up in administrative costs. It doesn't fall into a black hole of advertising. Folks, it is just, it is short and sweet here. It is simple. K-I-S says, keep it simple, Scott. Hallelujah. And that's what's happening. And I'm just amazed at, at what God's doing in that realm. So anyway, so we have the needs, uh, $101,000. That's what we, we started uh, Hundred and forty-seven or hundred forty-five thousand uh, last year, and now we're at one hundred one thousand for these special projects. And we need to do it now, folks. We need this finances to come in now. the The property, the owner has now put the property on the market, meaning uh, the first buyer coming in that can offer the money, the the property is theirs. Meaning, he came to us several times and says, "I want you guys to have it," and we just don't we don't have the funds yet. And so we put it on the market. So, folks, we would love to buy this property and to build out a center where you guys can come and stay in. Uh, we can build out a place where we can disciple. It's just, it's, it's really, really needed. And third, uh, hallelujah, don't forget we have monthly needs going on here. Um, 
It's just uh, don't let the supply line be disrupted. The enemy cannot disrupt Dalit and I, but he can disrupt the fly lines between you and I. So remember us. Don't forget. God bless you for your generosity. I also want to share that our, our daughter, Deborah, is just on fire for God right now. I mean, she has lit on fire for for the Lord the last couple of months here. And I'm just really excited for her. Hallelujah. She's going to be a real warrioress. And she went and did a special testing for aptitude for the for her army introduction. And they gave her the army test, and she scored like in the top 5% of the country. And they gave her a second test to see if she was an Einstein or not. <laughs> and, you know, and I told her, listen, you can probably get a great position in uh, you know, you're using your English and whatever. He says, no, no, no Abba, I want to be in a combat unit. I want to be in a combat unit. So we got all these warriors here, hallelujah, that we're raising up. And it's pretty cool to see our kids flow in that same direction right now. Hallelujah. So we love you guys. That's the Operation Emmett Trumpet update. And we'll be back in touch with you soon. Do stay uh, listed on our homepage. You'll see our Twitter. I do some Twitter updates of what's going on. You guys can pray and be blessed to hear what's going on. We'll try to send out more of these Operation Imminent Trumpet updates, let you know what's really happening, the news behind the news here in the land of Israel as you pray and desire to see the salvation of Israel. Thanks for your gifts. Mega and Rav Shalom to you guys. We'll be talking again soon. Shalom, Shalom. Thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming, running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen. Hooray!
you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.